Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In the name of Allah, the most gracious, the most merciful. Presentation skills for managers by Kerry Garbus. Page 59, chapter 7, storytelling for audience engagement. Take a moment right now and think back to a year ago. What's the first memory that pops into your mind? What's the first thing you can recall from 12 months ago? My guess is that whatever you remember, it's tied to a strong emotion. It could be good, bad, happy, sad, or any of a million emotions in between. We as humans remember emotions first and details second. As my all-time favorite quote from the great Maya Angelou states, I've learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. This is why we tell stories. This is why we need stories in presentations. If you can weave information into one big story or tie information forward or back to a story, you will connect an emotion to it. When there is an emotion surrounding your content, it will be infinitely more memorable to your audience and they'll be more likely to take your desired action. If stories connect emotionally, and I 100% believe that they do, that in turn immediately builds trust and rapport between you and your listeners and can shake them out of a staid mindset. When you present only data and facts, you keep your audience in a critical thinking mode. When they are restricted to thinking critically, their mind is more inclined to find ways to push back on or shut down to the information that you are giving them. Data and facts are important. Data and facts persuade, but emotion inspires people to take action. Telling stories is also more enjoyable for everyone involved. Entertainment potential aside, our brains love a story. A satisfying story ending activates our sensory cortex and triggers the limbic system to release dopamine. Similar to the runner's high, a story can make people feel better. And when your audience is feeling good, they'll be more open to listening to your ideas, your data, or even difficult news. Effective storytelling is a skill. Simply rambling off a bunch of stories with no previous thought, effort, or relation to your content won't yield the benefits of emotional connection. But never fear. It's a skill you can learn. This chapter will help you discover how, when, and where to incorporate stories in your presentations to create that all-important emotional bond with your audience. How to tell a story. With all due deference to Aristotle, there is a bit more to storytelling than just a beginning, middle, and end. Any story you tell 
be it 30 seconds or 30 minutes long, needs to have six elements. Exposition, inciting incident, exposition, inciting incident, rising action, climax, falling action and resolution. These six plot elements originate with a German playwright and author named Gustav uh, Freytag, who lived in the 19th century. He created what came to be known as Freytag's Pyramid. Freytag's Pyramid, a graphic-based layout of what he discerned to be the most common dramatic story arc. His analysis of the structure of stories was spot on and still holds to this day. It can be found in plays, movies, and written stories of any kind. I simply call this the story map, figure 7-1. It's an easy way to navigate the action when creating a story to use during your presentations. So it's exposition, inciting incident, rising action, climax, falling action, resolution. This is called the story map. Exposition. One of the many non-actor jobs I had while living in New York City was selling payroll for one of the big national payroll companies. I had a teeny tiny territory in midtown Manhattan. It was three blocks long and two avenues wide. I spent a lot of time trying to get appointments with uh, business owners and visiting as many small businesses as I could. This sets the scene of my story. I told you that I was an actor working at a payroll company who that I spent a lot of time selling payroll, what, that it was an event from my past when, and that I lived in a new York City where. The rest of my story will encompass the why. I included some colorful details to help paint a picture for you, the listener. Exposition. Now let's go to inciting incident. One day I was sitting at the desk in my cube making, making some uh, cold calls when my manager walked over to me with a big stack of papers. Because he knew I was an actor, he said, Hey, Kerry, you like to talk in front of people, don't you? Yeah, I answered timidly, guarded about what his request might be. Here, he said as he threw all of the papers on my desk. Tomorrow morning at 9 a.m., there are 20 CPAs coming to this office. You're going to deliver this to our training on fringe tax benefits for New York State. Have a good night. My manager's request to deliver this last-minute presentation wasn't something that happened every day. This inciting incident changed my course of action and made this day different from all of the other days that I sat at my desk 
making phone calls. Rising action, rising action. I stared at the stack papers. It was a print out of a PowerPoint deck supporting the material that I needed to deliver. I didn't know much about fringe benefits, but I was confident in my ability as an actor to analyze my script and prepare to deliver a decent training session. So I began like any good actor would. First, I read the deck and the training manual. I nearly fell asleep right there sitting in my cube. Wow, I thought, this really needs some help. I immediately started a talk through out loud. I found areas of the training where I could tell some personal stories. I made notes on the printout of my PowerPoint deck and then got on my feet for my walkthrough. A few hours later, I was ready for my dress rehearsal. It was after office hours that I had the training room all to myself. I stood in front of the room and I delivered the session just as I would the following morning. I felt pretty good and was ready to go. I packed up my stuff and headed to the subway to go home. I told you every step I took along the way after my inciting incident. In this story, my rising action elements happen to include the rehearsal process. However, I also told you what happened before I started my rehearsal as well as what happened after. The climax, the climax. During, during my subway ride, I was going over the presentation in my head. Did I have enough stories to tell? Would it be engaging? Were, uh, were people going to leave with the information they need about fringe benefits? And then it hit me. What this presentation needs is a costume. I thought to myself, as soon as I got back to my apartment, I rummaged through my closet and found an old leather jacket with a fringe on the sleeves. That was it. That was what would make my presentation memorable. My plan was to show off the fringe on my jacket every time I said fringe benefits. The climax of the story, my big aha moment was the discovery that my presentation needed a costume. It's the high point of my whole story. Everything that happens from here on out will be the descent to the finish. Everything that happens from here on out will be the descent to the finish. Falling action. Falling action. Then, the next morning, in front of 20 New York City CPAs, that's exactly what I did. I presented the information at a good place. I told a few stories that loosely tied back to the concept that I was introducing. I donned my fringed leather jacket over my business suit. And every time I said the phrase fringe benefits, I opened my arms nice and wide so everyone could see the fringe. 
The audience watched me in a slightly stunned manner, but everyone stayed in the room for the entire two hours. For the, dura- for the, duration, for the duration, I got a lot of nonverbal encouragement. There were a lot of head nods and good eye contact from the audience throughout. I was pleased with my performance. In this case, the falling action of my story was actually the delivery of the presentation itself, giving the performance, showing off the fringe, and receiving good feedback are all action elements that led toward the resolution. Resolution. What I was most pleased with was that out of all of the payroll reps that delivered training that day, I was rated the highest. And I thought there is something to this rehearsal preparation and storytelling. That was the very first seedling that became my company ovation communication. Incidentally, I also learned that training sessions don't need costumes. My resolution to this story always includes the overall point of the story that my rehearsal and storytelling efforts made a difference. The lessons I learned that training sessions don't require a costume, whoops, and the future action it sparked the creation of my own company. When I deliver this story in a presentation skills training session, I'm teaching the audience through my own actions, not only laying out an interesting story according to the story map, but trying it back to my uh, content for that day. You've got plenty of stories from your own life that you can use to do exactly the the same thing. I know you do. However, you want to make sure that regardless of the story you tell, it follows the story map. If you are not sure that's the case, Figure 7-2 is a worksheet with questions to help you develop each of the points on the map. Story prompts. Exposition. Who was involved? What was the environment? When was it? Where did it happen? Exposition. Inciting incident. What main event occurred that forced the rest of the action in the story. Rising action, what key actions occurred that helped helped build up the climax? Climax, what crowning moment occurred that the rising led to? What crowning moment occurred that the rising led to? Falling action, What was the direct result of the climax? Resolution, what is the purpose or lessons learned? This is figure 7-2 story prompts to get your story started and concluded, of course. Incorporating stories into presentations. You can use a story or stories at any time during your presentation. There are, however, three specific applications where a story really shines. As an opener or closer, as a vehicle to put facts in context and woven throughout your presentation. There are 
however, three specific applications where a story really shines as an opener or closer, as a vehicle to put facts in context and woven throughout your presentation. Each option is effective. They can ensure that, you are, that your storytelling is purposeful and always related to your content. Using a story to open or close your presentation. A powerful place to use a story is right at the top of your presentation as the attention grapper. Opening with a story lets your audience know they are in for something different. If you launch right into a story versus the old standby line, Hi, my name is Kerry and I am super excited to be here today. Your audience will be pleasantly surprised and ready to listen to you. Stories that start off your presentation don't have to be long. Stories that start off your presentation don't have to be long. Depending on how much time you have for your presentation, a 30-second or a one-minute story will suffice. In the case of a starter story, you don't even necessarily need to speak directly to your content. It could be a mode for introducing yourself or a foreshadowing of what's to come. If you can actually make a connection between your opening story and your content, even better. You can also use a story to close your presentation as your button. The button, the button is going to solicit a reaction from your audience, hopefully applause, and let them know the presentation is over. It's the last thing they'll hear and might be the piece of information they remember most. A closing story will ensure that your all-important emotional connection with your audience remains intact. Putting facts into context. Telling a story at any time gives your audiences a brain a nice break from the nitty-gritty dry content, dry content or heavy data you may be covering. After hearing a story and activating a different part of their brain, even if it's just for a minute, they'll be ready to jump back in and hear about numbers, codes, or any other uh, details that may need to be presented, perhaps even with a better understanding of how they work. A story can also be used to highlight some key points or put a fact into context. Perhaps a sagging set of sales numbers reminds you of the, of the season when your favorite football team went from winning the Super Bowl to coming in last place in the league. The story of a downtown, a downturn, the story of a downturn in production not only comes through, but gets underlined with this example from another industry. One of the things I cover when I speak on professional presence is a tip about how to quickly change your own mood. I like to highlight this key point and put the fact into context with this story. A few years ago, I was spending a training day with a group of eight speakers in Fargo, North Dakota. They were learning essential presentation skills and I was helping them get ready for an upcoming conference. When lunch break rolled around, 
all the speakers left to eat and I had a few quiet minutes in the room alone to check my phone. I had a number of missed phone calls and text messages from my husband telling me to call him immediately. I called him back and learned that our dog, a four-pound rescue, a Maltese, had suddenly passed away. This was a shock to me and I was extremely sad. Unfortunately, I didn't have enough time to get upset. I had a very short lunch break. I was on site at the client's office, so maintaining my professionalism was extremely important. I didn't want to be known as the trainer who cried. I took a few deep core breaths and I smiled. Initially, I felt ridiculous. I felt sad and I felt angry. But after just a few seconds of standing there uh, smiling, I started to feel better. I continued to smile, maybe a minute more, and my mood lifted. I was able to get through the second half of the training day without falling apart and breaking down over the loss of my beloved dog. This story connects with the audience well and puts the tip into context. Many people have or have had dogs in their life. If not a dog, then unfortunately they've experienced the loss of something or someone uh, vitally important at some point. By sharing my story of loss and how I dealt with some of it in the moment, I'm connecting with their own emotional experiences of the same. The piece of information that I want to highlight in my presentation is this. Smile when you are upset to trick your brain to thinking you are in a better mood. My story not only utilizes that tip, but demonstrates a real-life application. It's one thing just to hear a tip, fact, or step in a process. Tell how it was used in a real-life situation, and the audience is more likely to remember the advice you're giving them and take the action that you'd like them to. Let's go to the boxes here. For example, high tech telling. A few years ago, I was working with a speaker at a high tech company. She was introducing a new version of an existing accounting system. She began her presentation by telling this story as her attention grabber. I just got back from a fabulous theme park vacation in Florida. My husband and I are always excited to take our two kids on these kind of vacations. This year, we decided to invest in some fast pass bracelets that would help us speed uh, through lines at the park. But we couldn't figure out how to use them, and we had to get help to activate the bracelets correctly. At our first ride, at our first ride, it took a few tries to get it to work. At our second ride, the scanning was much faster. By the time we had lunch, we were all pros at presenting our wrist in the perfect manner for the scanner to read them on the first try. It took a couple of hours and frustrated my children, but the wristbands eventually made the trip much more fun and a lot easier. That's what I want to talk about today. Using new technology may take some getting used to, but ultimately will make your life a lot easier. This 
introductory story took about a minute to tell. And while not directly related to her content, we learned a lot about the storyteller. In just one minute, she started to make an emotional connection with her audience. By the end of this story, the audience was ready to listen and knew that the thrust of her presentation would be about new technology that would require a bit of an adjustment. Tricks of the trade. Just launch into the story. By nature, stories are engaging. You don't need to begin by saying, today I'm going to tell you a story about the time I went to a theme park. Just jump into the story and take your audience on an unexpected journey. They'll be intrigued with this opening and you'll have them in the palm of your hand. Mistake proofing. Be a star in your story. Some people find it difficult to talk about themselves. They are reluctant to discuss their own experiences or feel that they don't have any stories worth sharing. But the most powerful stories, the ones most likely to make an emotional connection with your audience, will be about you or at least involve you as a main character. No matter how much you love your buddy, uh, no matter how much you love your buddy Jason's story about the night he partied with Grammy-winning rock stars, it's not going to resonate with your audience the same way that your own story will. The same goes for client success stories. They can be moving, but make sure you were involved in their success or that it somehow comes back to your experience with it. The story of how your team led a client to record numbers to, to record numbers is far more inspiring than the story of how an unrelated team in another state did it. Personal is engaging. Personal is engaging. Weaving a story throughout. Weaving a story throughout. Like most of the skills in this book, storytelling is flexible. There are many ways to do it effectively. But perhaps the most flexible application of storytelling is weaving a story throughout your presentation. Begin your story as your attention grabber. Tell the audience a little bit more about your journey in each of the presentation's transitions. Bring everything together and tell them the story end during the final part of your conclusion. This adds a great energy and interest to your content. It keeps the audience on the hook throughout your presentation, wondering what's going to happen next. Often, the resolution of the story drives home a major takeaway from your content, the life-changing thing about this information. <coughs> It keeps the audience on the hook throughout your presentation, wondering what's going, what's going to happen next. Often the resolution of the story drives home a major takeaway from your content, the life-changing thing about this information. When you weave a story into well-laid-out content, you've got a fully engaged audience. <coughs> tell the truth. Caution, tell the truth. Nothing will come back to haunt you more quickly than telling a story that you've simply made up.
it is okay to add in, alter, or embellish a few descriptive details of story, but your stories must be rooted in the truth. Storytelling is fluid. <coughs> Storytelling is fluid. I'm fond of each of these three applications. What's great is that you don't have to use just one of them. Mix them, mix them up, combine them, and come up with your own best practices. Tell a story as an attention grabber. Use another to highlight a major point. Weave yet another and out of your presentation. The choice is yours. If you are new to storytelling and want to just dip your toe in the water, my best advice is to start with a short story as your attention grabber. This is a great way to test your comfort level with the storytelling and gauge your audience's reaction. I suggest trying this at the beginning versus the end because if it doesn't go as smoothly as you'd like, you've still got your entire well-organized, well-rehearsed presentation to make up for it. But if you use a story map and the story prompt questions to build your story and apply the rehearsal process to it with as much care and time as you do for the rest of your presentation, you're highly unlikely to deliver anything other than a fantastic engaging story. As humans, we love stories. Look at all of the money we spend on movies, television, books, lyrics. We're always looking to hear a great one. Your audience is already waiting to hear something good. Actors know this secret. A waiting audience is always looking for you to succeed. So be brave and tell them a story. You'll offer them something really engaging. You leave with useful details that they remember because of the emotional connection you've created. They'll connect with the information coming out of your mouth, no matter how dry that information may be. Manager's checklist for chapter seven. Stories create emotional connections. Embrace the idea of storytelling in your presentations. Build a well-structured story around the points of the story map, exposition, inciting incident, rising action, climax, falling action, and resolution. Pick a way or many ways to incorporate a story into your presentation. Openings and closings are great places to tell a story. Stories at any point can help put major points in context, stories woven, stories woven throughout take your audience on a journey, tell stories in the way that works for you, but make sure they are detailed, truthful, and yours. Alhamdulillah, praise be to Allah. That's the end of chapter seven. This is Dr. Khalid Ibrahim, a dosri from the Mom Saudi Arabia reading this chapter. Alhamdulillah, praise be to Allah and may peace and the guidance of Allah be upon all of us. Take care everyone. Salam.